things are not going well in this country. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So Rasmussen, which is a fairly reliable poll, comes out and says Joe Biden's approval rating is up to 47 percent in this country. That about half of those polled think Biden's doing a good job. Now, that's very misleading, not because of Rasmussen, but because of events. So you may have noticed that Biden's fortunes started to turn around after the Ma-a-Lago raid. It's almost the day of it. Biden started to inch up. Why? Because it illuminated Donald Trump for Democrats and independents who hate him. So now it's a comparison kind of a thing because they fear that Trump might come back after this Mar-a-Lago thing. That's why Biden's up. Now, the Biden people have done a very, very smart thing. They've kept him out of sight. So most uh, presidents go on vacation. You see them golfing. You see them at restaurants or what. And Biden's just gone. He was in North, uh, South Carolina, gone. Now he's back in Delaware, gone. So doesn't say anything. So they're going, you're just going to keep him under wraps until after Labor Day. He signed an inflation bill, and then he disappeared because Trump has dominated the news cycle. However, NBC is out with a poll. Thousand registered voters, Democrat 39, Republican 40. Notice how these, all of these polling operations have stopped now using more Democrats than Republicans after I hammered that for a year. Now they don't do that anymore. So this is a very instructive poll. First question, do you think things in the nation are generally headed in the right direction or the wrong track? Right direction, 21%. Wrong track, 74%. According to The Hill, that's the highest number of dissatisfaction with the nation's directed in history. 74% of Americans say we're not, not going in the right direction. So how could then... Biden, who's responsible for all of this uh, chaos, be going up in a poll, just as I said. It's all about Trump. Second question. Uh, When do you think the future, when you think about the future for America, do you feel more confident that America's best years are still ahead or behind? Ahead 35, best years behind 58. That's a nostalgia play. I mean, we live in a country now that's severely divided. People hate each other. Uh, There are bad changes going on in criminal justice, in your money, inflation. So I'm not surprised. Do I think uh, the best years of America are in front of us? No. I think the collapse of the public education system and the college university system has damaged this country in a tremendous way, but that'll be another day, right? Third question, thinking about the direction of the country five years from now, would it be better or worse? Get better, 36, get worse, 34, same, 21. So nobody knows. I mean, you can't make that. Depends on uh, the vote in November, uh, whether Republicans uh, can blunt the Biden machine uh, in Congress, and then who's elected president in 24. Now, the dissatisfaction level, again, 74%, I mean, that's astronomical, is based on three things. The economy, we all know, all right? Everybody's paying more money. Things are far more expensive, and everybody's getting hurt. 
The second thing is the collapse of immigration law. People can see the millions of migrants coming across the border, five million, five million crossed the border, according to the Federation for Immigration Reform, since Biden's been in office. Five million human beings in here. I mean, that's a catastrophe. Now, tomorrow I'm going to do the moral implications of this around New York Cardinal Dolan and how he is uh, processing the migrants coming to New York City. We're going to do that tomorrow. Um, And then the third reason is the collapse of the criminal justice system. We all know criminals are not being punished uh, by liberal DAs and liberal mayors, and this is affecting everyone. Uh, In fact, the five most liberal cities in the country, Chicago, Detroit, Portland, Cleveland, and San Francisco, people will not go downtown. Okay, 45% of people living in those areas will not go downtown. And that's according to the Institute of Government Studies at UCAL Berkeley. So, you know, it's bad. Everybody knows about it. Now, all of those controversies, inflation, collapse of immigration, collapse of criminal justice, is on the Democratic Party. Right? It's not the Republicans doing this. But if you look at the real clear average, who are you going to vote for generically in November? It's a tie. It's a tie, according to the polls, between the Democrats and the Republicans, evenly divided. Nah, I don't believe it. But I could be wrong. But I think the Democrats are going to get waxed in the House of Representatives. Send us another thing. Got some uh, pretty dubious candidates on the Republican side in the Senate. I'm not going to get into this until after Labor Day when the polling is better and sharper. But the Senate's not a lock. House, I think, is at this point. And that is the memo. Now let's go to the media. So everybody in the media, you know, uh, talking about CNN, the destruction. I had a call from somebody who I've known decades and they say, is Fox going to do the same thing like CNN? Are they going to start wiping people out? I go, no. Why would Fox do that? Fox is holding its uh, conservative audience, not the way it used to, but they're making money. They're not going to wipe anybody out, I don't think. But CNN is going to wipe a lot of people out. So the first one, as you know, is Brian Stelter. And everybody got, Brian Stelter got more attention to being fired than he did in more than a decade of being on the air. Now, as uh, Hyman Ross said in Godfather 2 when talking about Frankie Pantangelo, small potatoes. Right? Brian Stelter meant nothing, nothing to CNN. He was on once a week. He was a hatchet man. And now he's feeling the blade. Karma, you make the cause, I wrote in my message of the day. But it's not like meaning anything. You know, the big boys at CNN are Anderson Cooper and uh, Wolf Blitzer and uh, Don Lemon. Is that how he says? I don't know how he says his name. Um, you know, but they don't have anybody. So those people have been on decades. And Americans know who they are, they watch, but they're not going to watch them. It's not the matter that they're liberal. They're boring. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that, but come on. <laughs> you know, let's, I got to be honest. I don't care if you're a liberal or conservative or libertarian or whatever you are. If you're interesting, I'll give you a look. But if it's the same old stuff every night, and that goes to conservative networks too. 
Boy, I'm out watching. All right, so anyway, Carl Bernstein. Oh, this signifies what CNN is all about. Here he is, one of the Watergate guys, okay? He signifies what CNN is. It symbolizes the corruption of that news agency. So he goes on and says, oh, no, no, CNN's never really been far left. No, 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 no. Um, and he, he's trying to basically tell you the impossible. And you know what it is. But then I asked myself, I said, look up Bernstein and what he was doing in the middle of Russian collusion in September 2017. Roll the tape. Robert Mueller, the special counsel, is looking at the conduct of President Donald Trump, members of his family, especially Jared Kushner, also, his closest campaign ads, uh, aides in terms of their dealings with Russia, ethno-Russians, during the campaign and before, and in business. But there's a much larger context that now informs the whole investigation, and that is the conclusion of the American intelligence community under Donald Trump, not under Obama, that now is certain that the Russians were very, very effective in undermining the campaign of Hillary Clinton, in specifically helping Donald Trump. Now it's certain, he says. Of course, that turned out to be false. Every single thing he said was false. Everything. And this is supposed to be one of the premier reporters in our country. So instead of CNN maybe calling him in saying, Carl, you know, your reporting is pretty bad. You got everything wrong. Everything. Did Carl come on and say, I'm sorry, I, this is why I blew it? No. No, I didn't. And every one of the people at CNN said the same thing that Bernstein said. That's why they're in oblivion. I don't, I could, even I couldn't bring them back. How about that for a conceited statement? Even I couldn't do it. And I know more about television program than anybody on the planet. And I think my track record speaks for itself. I couldn't bring them back because they're all damaged. You know, you can't sell Americans a piece of rotten fruit. You got to get fresh fruit. They don't have it. They don't have the bench. Okay. Um, Department of Homeland Security run by Alejandro Mayorkas, one of the most incompetent civil service I've ever seen. They now admit that the Biden administration has what they call expedited removal power. So when somebody illegally crosses into the United States on the southern border, overstays the visa, when they fly in here, whatever, they can immediately, without a hearing, if that person is caught, deport them immediately on the spot. All right. That's built into our immigration law. Very important for everybody to understand. Don't have to have a hearing. It's called expedited removal. Person doesn't have credentials to come in here, turn them right around, and he goes back to his home country. Costs us money, but that's the way it goes. All right, now, between July 2021 and July 2022, last month, 
The Homeland Security Department processed more than 1 million migrants. That means they took the migrant crossing the southern border illegally, brought them to a building, sat them down, got their names and addresses from their home country, put it into a computer. Okay? Immediately after that, these 1 million foreign nationals could have been deported. Immediately, as soon as they put it in the computer, 853,000 foreign nationals who were processed in that room were let go. If that's not a dereliction of duty, if that isn't a constitutional violation of the President of the United States' sworn oath, nothing is. Nothing. Now, I hope I have explained this to you in a vivid way with no hysteria, no hyperbola, Facts coming from the federal government, from the Biden administration itself. So the bottom line on this is Joe Biden is saying to every American, all 330 million of us, blank you. I'm the president. If I don't want to enforce the law, I'm not going to. That's impeachable. But again, with our polarized society, he would not be convicted in the Senate because the Democratic Party doesn't care. Biden doesn't care. But there's no outcry in the Democratic Party, which is why, getting back to my original statement when we began the program, if the Republicans just took my monologue there, don't use me because I'm not a party guy, just took what I said because the transcripts are up on BillOReilly.com every day. That's all you need to do. Because there are enough fair-minded, independent Americans and Democrats that would say, you know, they're right. This can't go on. But it will go on if Biden, look, the Republicans have got to take both houses. The Senate, dicey. The House, they will take. Now let's bring it home. Ready? In Colorado, there was a 13-year-old boy named Jose Hernandez, who lived in Aurora, Colorado. I lived in Aurora, Colorado for two years while I was working at KMGH-TV in Denver. A classmate, according to the boy's grandparents, gave Jose a pill, which Jose, at 13, took. It was fentanyl. Jose's dead. Okay? Now, 13 years old, dopey kid, Fentanyl pill his classmate had, and I believe the grandparents. Jose gets the pill, takes it to be cool. Dead. 13, 12-year, 11-year-olds have fentanyl pills. All right, let's get to uh, the Trump FBI situation. Big hearing in Florida today. Judge Reinhardt, a bunch of news agencies. The first time in history that news agencies and Trump agree. Uh, they want the Warren unsealed, the affidavits who accused Donald Trump. They want to know who that is. All right, so Reinhardt held a hearing. That is what Reinhardt did. He said, yeah, I'll give you a little bit more specificity about what the FBI was looking for. All right, and we'll have that uh, shortly. But... I'm not going to rule on the affidavit until August 21st. I'm going to put it off. Uh, so that the Defense Department, uh, the Justice Department, I should say, not the Defense Department, the Justice Department can go back and tell me what they want redacted, which is going to be the names. 
of the people who accuse Trump of whatever. So this is just another, uh, it's not going to lead to anything. Maybe next week we'll get a little more clarity on this. But I, I would be shocked if a judge, a federal magistrate, he's not an elected judge, he's a magistrate, if he said, yeah, I'm going to tell everybody who the names are, who these people are, because those people would obviously be in danger and their whole lives would be ruined no matter what happened. They're not going to do that. They're going to take the names out. Now, if it ever comes to a charge, if the federal government ever charges Donald Trump with anything, and I don't believe that's going to happen, but I could be wrong, then they would have to, because you have a right as an American under our Constitution due process to face your accuser. They'd have to do it. They'd have to say, these are the people who, who accused Trump. But now they don't, because there's no criminal charges. So that's what happened today. I'm a simple man. I like to keep it simple. So now we go next week and uh, he's not going to tell you the names. Not going to happen. All right. Phony polling. This is becoming a big problem in America. Okay. So Politico is a left-wing website. They uh, have a polling operation. So they took a poll, uh, 2,000 registered voters, pretty equal Democrat, Republican. And the poll question was, do you approve or disapprove of the FBI's decision to conduct a search warrant on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida. According to the poll, 52% say, yeah, yeah, I approve of that. I, I like the, the search. And 37 say, no, I don't like it. And then 10% don't know. Okay. Now, I don't believe that. Do you believe that? I think it's about 50-50. However, the third question in the poll is this. Would you consider the FBI's decision to conduct a search warrant on Donald Trump an abuse of power? Yes, 49%. No, 40%. So wait a minute. 52% approve, but 49% say it's an abuse of power? So that means that the majority say, yeah, it's an abuse of power, but I still want it. <laughs> Does that make sense? No. It's just phony. It's phony. This whole racket. Okay, so... The problem here is that news agencies pick up the first part of the poll. 52% of Americans want this thing. Look at this headline, all right? This is one of hundreds of headlines on the Internet. New poll, majority of voters now approve of the FBI raid on Trump at Mar-a-Lago, up from 49% last week. Okay, yeah, but you don't run in the third where most uh, Americans say it's an abuse of power. You just use the top line on a phony poll. And see, Americans don't know this, and they see this stuff all over the place. And this is how perceptions are, are formed. And this is what the media wants. It wants all Americans to believe, yeah, get that Trump. We know he did something. It's so corrupt. Crime. Um, one of my themes here is that the corrupt media does not report accurately on why violent crime is happening. Overwhelmingly in this country, it is black drug gangs committing murders and terrorizing entire neighborhoods. But you will not get that reportage. So let's go to Philadelphia, all right? There's a park 
African Americans mostly frequent the park. Okay? So, there's a shootout. Five people hurt, including a 16-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy. Nobody killed, but one boy, 16 years old, is in critical condition. 100 shots were fired in the park. Here's how local news described it. Go. Yeah, so this is just a mind-boggling number of gunshots fired outside a place kids are supposed to feel safe. This recreation center in West Philadelphia turned into a major crime scene. And now the police commissioner here in Philadelphia announces at least three people have been arrested so far in this shooting. Okay, you'll notice three people. And the rest of the Philadelphia media falls into line. Three people. They don't say it's another gang-related shooting or anything like that. Now, in Philadelphia, under the progressive district attorney Larry Krasner, all right, homicides increased 78% from 2017 to 21, and Philadelphia voters re-elected him. But it's almost all black drug gangs, yet the media in Philadelphia will not report that. Let's go to Dallas. There's a peewee football game, okay? Things get heated during the game. This is south of Dallas in a place called Lancaster, all right? All of a sudden, a man named Yakub Talib 39-year-old African-American shoots the opposing coach, Michael Hickman, dead, okay, in front of kids, in front of people watching the Pee Wee football game. Now, Mr. Talib's brother is a former NFL player, Tariq Khalib. But again, local news doesn't report that this is an African-American situation. Now, the pundit Jason Whitlock wrote a column, and it's worth reading, and it says, how are we ever going to solve this problem on black-on-black violent crime if the media will not acknowledge it? And, And that's what this is all about. So there are poor minority people all over the country, defenseless, in the face of these black drug gangs, heavily armed, And the media, unlike George Floyd, everybody knew what happened to George Floyd, as they should have. And it was outrage. But now, thousands, literally thousands of poor blacks are being slaughtered in the streets, and the media will not report on it honestly. Now, we'll follow the Dallas situation for you, because it's a big name here, the NFL guy. But this is horrible. And it's never going to be solved unless the nation comes to grips on why blacks are killing other blacks in such astronomical numbers. Period. (sighs) All right. Border Patrol has caught 10 more terror suspects on the terror watch list, which all the federal agencies have. That brings the total, okay, of people apprehended at the southern border on the terror watch list to 66 people this year alone. Are you surprised? There are millions of people coming here. Millions. 
okay? And they're coming here because the Biden administration won't enforce the border. Good. You don't think terrorists are getting in here and these people are going to kill some of us. You're crazy. Yet the Biden administration doesn't care. I, I'm on Hannity today. Uh, Wednesday is my usual hit. I said, just that alone disqualifies the Democratic Party from being supported. Just that issue. The open border. That's it. Yet we have people, millions of voters, they don't seem to care that terrorists are coming into this country. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. All right, Alaska. Uh, We told you about the Wyoming vote. So Lisa Murkowski, who is a uh, Trump hater, voted to impeach him. She advances to uh, the midterm election. Her opponent, Trump-supported Kelly Shibaka, uh, close. Three points. Uh, they both ran against each other in the primaries. What they do in Alaska, it's very confusing up there. But uh, Kelly Shabaka and Lisa Murkowski face off again in uh, November. I can't call a race, uh, along with the Democrat, Patricia Chesbro. Alaska is a Republican state, so I'm going to vote for a Democrat. Uh, Sarah Palin's going to advance as well. Um, you know, it, it's so arcane there. I, I can't call either of these races. I suspect Sarah Palin will win the single congressional seat in November, but I I can't make a prediction. This caught my eye. This is really strange. You know, Marco Rubio, a pretty big name in the Senate. And I thought he was pretty popular in Florida. Florida is trending red, as we all know. But a new poll by uh, the University of North Florida, uh, taken August 8th, says that Rubio's running behind the Democratic challenge of Val Demings by four points. So North Florida University uh, polled 1,534 people. And I went, you know, to my staff, check this out. So the real clear politics average of that race, Rubio versus Demings, has Rubio 49, Demings 43, six-point lead. Um, I think that is probably right. And I think this uh, North Florida poll is uh, an outlier. But my duty to report to you, it's happening. We called uh, Rubio's office and they seemed to be too worried about it. And, you know, spokesman said, quote, this is Florida. We've always said it will be a tight race. 
Why should it be a tight race? <laughs> you know, I don't know. All right. Survey in the UK. Now, British people are like Americans. I mean, they drink too much tea over there and they, you know, they have some attitudes that we don't have. We're, we're a lot more feisty and direct than uh, the average Brit, but it's a similar uh, mindset. So that's why I'm giving you this. An outfit called Aloha Browser. Sounds like it was run by Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridge High. Aloha Browser did a big survey, 2,500 respondents in the UK, and they want to know how much you post online. All right? So the average person in the United Kingdom um, posts a year, no, in their lifetime, in their lifetime, 10,000 photos, 11,000 social media posts, and 126 email addresses. I don't know what that is. Uh, I guess they change their email. Maybe that's what it is. 47% of Brits worry about putting too much of their lives online. Yes! Yes! I don't know why this drives me crazy, but it is. And I don't mean to pick on these two, but I will. Ben Affleck, the actor, and J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Do we really need to know what you're doing every hour of the day? Do we really need to see photographs of every outfit change, Miss Lopez? Do we really see, need to see Ben Affleck walking around brooding with a coffee cup? It's unrelenting. Unrelenting. Now, publicity in the entertainment world is usually good, but this is too much. It, and then there's a whole bunch of people who do this. Jennifer Aniston. When does it ever end? Okay? I mean, every day. The Kardashians, ah, but that's different. That's their business. See, they make money from doing it. The others don't. And every thought they have, and believe me, there are not many, out on that, this and that and all that. Don't do that. Nothing good can come from you putting your private feelings and your day-to-day -day activities on the net. Don't do it. There's no reason for you to do it. If you want to tell someone, if you're excited about something, an achievement, call them up. Talk to them like another human being. Yeah, you can text or email if it's brief like this. But if you really want to know, call them up. But this incessant Instagram photograph, here I am here and I'm eating a lemon and I just bought a taco. Stop. Ugh. I don't know why it bothers me. Smart life. All right. This is our campaign to help you in your life. So cable costs a lot of money. It, it costs me about 200 bucks a month. Okay. Now, I, I, a lot of my, um, a lot of my uh, activities are tied into fiber optics and, and all of that because we do uh, broadcast from studios. We don't go into New York City. We're not run by a corporation other than my corporation. So that's my excuse. But cabled way too high. Way too high. So now there's a new uh, study out in July. This is according to Nielsen, and they calibrate all what Americans watch and where they watch it. For the first time ever, streaming services have overtaken cable. Um, 
the time people in America spend streaming rose 23% from a year earlier. The time they were watching cable declined nine. Okay? 35% of U.S. TV viewing is now streaming. 34% cable, first time. It's flipping. Cable is dead except for sports. Cable news is in dire trouble, okay? Particularly because the younger audience is gone. It's all over 65. I think the average age now for the cable news operations, all three of them, close to 80. That's how, you know, because the older people, they don't do the streaming. They don't know what that is. And I'm not, I'm not being condescending. It's just true. Um, so anyway, the streaming is, is taking over. Now, I'm, I'm not a guy that does that. I, you know, the urchins will come in. They go, hey, Dad, you know, watch this and pop it up and I'll look at it. But I'm not cruising around those things very much. I did watch Peaky Blinders. I thought the uh, cast out was fabulous, but it got crazy at the end. Uh, and I went, why am I watching this? <laughs> but I watched that. And uh, I watched that comedy show, the soccer show, uh, the first year, and then it kind of flamed out. But I don't do that. But anyway, I know that most Americans do it. And so the smart life play here is a lot cheaper. Enter Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O. You might have seen the commercials. They sponsored us. They are our partner in streaming. We have signed a deal with them that I will provide them with product. And the first one is going to be early September. It's going to be about the National Football League because football starts uh, September 8th, I believe. Anyway, you're going to really be interested to see what we're doing because it's brand new. So we are now involved with the streaming thing because we believe it is the wave of the future. If you read that Breitbart article on me out yesterday, I hope you do. It's posted on BillOReilly.com. You'll see, all right, how my corporations are looking ahead because I know the dinosaur media is going down. So I just give you a heads up on that. And Vidgo is 50% cheaper than cable. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, so the latest on Mar-a-Lago is the judge in the case who signed the warrant, Reinhardt, says now uh, the Department of Justice has not made its case to keep the entire affidavit under seal, so I, Judge Reinhardt, may order some of it public. And I'll make that decision on Thursday when the Department of Justice gives me some redactions. Now, all this means is that we, the people, are not going to know who accused Trump. That's not going to happen. Because the Justice Department and Judge Reinhardt know that person would be in physical danger and that person or persons, S, I think it's one, uh, life would be over. Now, if, as I stated, there is a charge lodged against Donald Trump, they have to, by our Constitution, say, here's the accuser. But now they don't, and that's what's going to happen. All right, this is a terrible story, and I hate to report it because it brings back pain for the Americans who were killed by ISIS. So uh, there's a guy... Al-Shifi El-Sheikh, Al-Shifi El-Sheikh, he's a British subject. They called him a beetle because he spoke English and he executed James Foley, American journalist, participated in the murders of Peter Cassig, Kayla Muller, Stephen Sotloff, and uh, all of that is in Killing the Killers, which still is a major bestseller after, um, let's see, one, two, three, going on four months. So I tell you the story about this horrible guy, uh, El Sheik. He was sentenced to life in prison in a federal courthouse in Virginia. Okay. And here's something I did not know. So the Justice Department did not seek the death penalty for Al Sheik as they should have. But they didn't because that's Merrick Garland. Now, there are the... Uh, family members of the Americans who were murdered. Um, Garland didn't go for the death penalty. I don't believe in the death penalty, but I understand the law. You absolutely could have asked for it. Okay, China. So you may remember that from 1980 to 2015, long time, if you had more than one child, a Chinese couple had more than one child, uh, they could sterilize the woman. That was the one-child policy in China. It's unbelievable, but that was true. Then, after 15, they saw they Beijing, the communists, the population falling, so they went two children. Then they went three children. Now, China says it will discourage abortions. Now, when China says it will discourage abortions, that means no abortions. Because if you have one, and the Chinese government finds out, Anything could happen to you. Reason is that China has one of the world's lowest birth rates. It's fallen fast because the Chinese people cannot support themselves. You, know, you see the bright lights of Shanghai and Beijing and all that. Out in the countryside where most of the people live in China, they don't have anything. They don't have any kids. Now China needs more kids and they're going to ban abortion. Yeah, I won't say that, but that's what it is. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. 
the media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So uh, a little more than two weeks left in the summer before Labor Day and everybody gets back to school and work. I last night took out my giant calendar of the year and I have a busy, busy autumn because of the midterm elections. That's going to be the huge story. We are all over it. But I got to go to Boston and I'm going to Canada and I'll tell you why as it comes closer, but I am going up to Canada and I got a plan uh, because if you don't plan, you get host. Told you yesterday, I'm not driving to Boston. I'm not flying to Boston because airlines are chaos. Um, I'm driving. I can't drive to Canada, but I'm going to do something there to avoid going to the airport. Now, if you are traveling on the holiday band, you got to book now. Thanksgiving, Christmas, got to do it now. Because if you don't, you're going to pay so much money for your airline ticket, it's going to make your wallet collapse. And get the first flight out or you're going to get hammered. So wherever you're going, go early. But you got to book it now. And if you don't, I bad things are going to happen. So I was thinking about that. You know, in the moment is where a lot of Americans live, particularly the urchins. Planning ahead. That uh, No, 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 we don't do that. We don't plan ahead. We have to be spontaneous. You can't be in this country now. You can't. You got to plan out. Because if you don't, you're going to pay so much more. And you may not even get what you want. Because the airlines are under so much pressure, they don't have enough people they're going to be canceling flights. There's flight delays all over the place. You all know. Federal government's doing nothing. So you got to get on the stick now. And your life will be so much calmer and you'll get much, much more done if you plan ahead. And that means every area. Every area. That doesn't mean you got to be rigid. All right? You can be spontaneous. Something good comes up, like, Okay. All right, um, grab it. That's part of life. But you'll be your tension level will come down like this, and the fall is going to go by. It's going to be like this. It's crazy. Now we have a brand new um, series of uh, shows. I can't tell you about it now. I am going to tell you about it after Labor Day, but it's different than the No Spin News. We just signed a deal. Uh, with an operation called Vidgo. You may have heard me mention them. There are partners in entertainment. And you're going to like this, okay? So I'm going to be like crazy, crazy busy. And I don't know why I'm doing it. I, <laughs> it's fun somewhat, but if anything goes wrong, it's... Uh, and we're writing the final uh, killing book. 
which I'm going to announce after Labor Day too, what the title is. So we got one more, and I'm, I'm in the process of writing that. Uh, that'll be out in the fall of 03, of 23. I wish it was 03. That would take 20 years off my life. But I'm hanging in pretty tough because I'm not doing the sugar thing, and I'm not doing the uh, fast food thing, and I still eat the pizza. Not tonight, though. Not tonight. I'm limiting the pizza one day a week. All right? And it's really helped. My energy level is up. All right? Bags under my eyes down. Weight is where I want it to be. So I get free clothes, see? I grow out of the free clothes, then I have to pay for it. Other clothes. No. It's worth my while to stay at a 36-inch waist. Because if I go to 38, then I gotta get I have to get everything altered and get that close. You know, the tailor, I have a really good tailor. But uh, you know, he's not cheap. And he loves when I come in, you know. But anyway. These jackets and everything, um, we want to keep them in good shape. There's always stuff going on. But let me get back to you because you're more important than me. Plan, 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 plan. Uh, autumn's going to streak by. Enjoy the next two and a half weeks, too. Um, I am. You know, I'm going to have some fun and a little downtime, relax. But I want you to as well. Final thing, we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, Breitbart, uh, kind enough to do a accurate, fair article on me, um, a big picture article about our business and where we are and how the far left uh, tried to destroy us and failed. I think you will all learn a lot from reading the article. It is posted on BillOReilly.com, or you can go to Breitbart.com and read it. Actually, Hannity brought it up to me. Uh, Before I even said anything to him on the radio, and we posted the Hannity O'Reilly discussion as we do every Wednesday on our website, BillOReilly.com. Thank you very, very much for watching and listening tonight, and we will see you tomorrow.